We can have family and friends in our church tell us how adored we are and cherished we are by the Lord. And, and yet when he does it, we're done. This is the Worship Circle Podcast. Hi everyone, this is Todd Fields. Welcome back to the Worship Circle Podcast. It is the year 2018, and first off, right off the bat, we want to say that we hope you and your family had a great Christmas season, celebration, your family and your churches, and also just a great New Year celebration. You watched some some awesome football games. Hope your teams won. Mine did not, but that's another story. <laughs> and, uh, we hope you had a great time, made some great memories with, with family and friends, and we just want to welcome you back for all of you who lead worship whether you lead worship uh, by teaching in a school or in your vocation, or whether, like so many of us, you stand on a platform week after week with friends and brothers and sisters, and it's your desire to lead people through music, to sing to Jesus and give him praise, which is what we believe we were all created to do. Well, uh, as always, we love having you here. Our purpose, again, is to let you know that you're loved and not alone. You're loved by your Heavenly Father, and there's a bunch of crazy people out all over the world that do this thing called worship leading with instruments, and we're glad that you're part of this this tribe of people on the earth for this time to bring glory to God's name. Well, right off the bat, when I was thinking about the first episode of 2018, you know, I thought about all of us, and we pour out week after week in our roles. We stand on stages. Um, for some of us, we're in classroom with students, with middle school, with high school, and we bring songs of praise and we help lead people in that. But one of the things I learned a long time ago, and I've not always been uh, great at it, just just confession, is we can't pour out and export what we haven't taken in, what we haven't imported. And uh, I know a friend of mine, this is an illustration that just came to mind, but Tim Elmore, a friend of mine who teaches just some great leadership lessons, said, um, he, he showed a picture years ago of a baker who was baking in a bakery, and this painting was called The Starving Baker. And the picture of the baker, you know, he's pulling this bread out of the oven, but he was ridiculously thin. And the point of the picture was is that he had been baking this bread for all these people, but he wasn't eating himself. And so as I was praying about, God, who do you have? What message do you have for worship leaders all over who are listening and following Worship Circle uh, week after week with what we do? What would you want to say to them? And this came to mind. God gave me this uh, thought. I, I totally believe it was from him. But my friend Larry Green um, has just been a dear friend. I met Larry a few years ago. He and his wife, Jody have a ministry called Cloud Walk in Alpharetta, Georgia. And it was really by Larry's encouragement and just some of the things he was teaching about intimacy with the Father, the love of God, and number one, just hearing from our Heavenly Father, being able to discern His voice. So as we kick off 2018, I want you to hear from Larry because for all of us, the calendars are already out. You know, We've already got our plans. We're dreaming about what we want to accomplish, what we want to do. But before we can do any of that, guys and ladies, um, we have to be still. We have to sit with our Heavenly Father. We have to be known by Him, be loved by Him, receive from Him so that we have something to export. And it's not so that we'll just have something to export. 
but it's what we were designed for is to be in a relationship to be known by and loved by moment by moment by our heavenly father he showed us that through his son jesus and by giving us his spirit we have his power and his spirit in us to indwell us day after day week after week moment by moment but i want you guys to hear from larry he is a dear friend has inspired me so much and my prayer for all of us is as we start 2018 would be that we would be worship leaders who prioritize not out of duty but out of delight that prioritize the time alone that we set aside before anything begins in our day to be still and know that we have a god who loves us who speaks to us definitely through his words but also through whispers of his spirit and if we'll be quiet and we'll just listen and ask him to lead us and show us how he loves us he will so i want you all to welcome my dear friend larry green well hey everybody we are here with my good friend larry green who he and his wife jody have a ministry in downtown alpharetta georgia where we're sitting right now prior to my wife carrie and i heading off to california uh, to san francisco we are sitting in the cottage that god's given them and they have a ministry called cloud walk and Carrie and I have just walked beside them. They've walked beside us over the past years, and we've seen God do just some amazing things um, through them in the lives of so many people in this town and around the world. So, Larry, first off, just want to thank you and Jody for your friendship and for being on this journey with us, oh. and welcome. Oh. Glad, <laughs> glad to be here, and uh, it has been a joy, well, my friend, ah, it's these been last good. few years. Yeah. It's been good. So I first ran into Larry Green. I was doing a men's retreat called Radical Mentoring with a friend of mine, Reggie Campbell. And God blindsided me. I was running heavy and hard in ministry (laughs) and had been doing it for a lot of years and uh, got up away in North Georgia. And when I got away with these, these group of about 100 men, we had small group around tables. But Larry, you shared at that first conference that I that I went to, and I feel like like many of us listening, I was in in the business of doing ministry, but some of the things that you were talking about about relate real relationship with our heavenly Father, mm. like really having a communion with Him, being able to hear from Him, and you shared this idea of hearing from God in a way that I had really never stopped long enough to contemplate and then god used that that weekend just to wreck my life Mm -hmm. and you would you and i would both say in a glorious messy but good way but thank you for that and just let's talk about your background a little bit because i know um you know you were at coca-cola for a while right Mm -hmm. what was going on at what were you doing in the corporate world yeah you know i um when I was a teenager, I uh, came to know Jesus, right. and um, and I I came to know him in a real way. It wasn't a I think, yeah. You know, he just he touched my heart in a way, and I knew how real he was, um, but I didn't understand grace. Hmm. And so, I, I as a teenager, I did pretty well for about a year and a half. <laughs> and uh, when you don't understand grace, it's about being good enough for God. Yeah. And uh, so I knew it was real, but I really believed in my heart of hearts that I wasn't worthy of his love. Yeah. And I probably couldn't express it that way back when I was a teenager. But what I did was I turned from him. Hmm. 
And uh, along with my wife, Jody, who I met um, coming out of high school, we pursued the American dream. And I entered into corporate America, and we went after it. And over the years, just kind of climbed the proverbial corporate ladder and uh, uh, had a lot of worldly success, you know, um, country clubs and nice houses and cars and all that kind of stuff. But the further it went along, the more empty it began to feel. Mm. All along, knowing he was real and not believing I was good enough. Yeah for a relationship or for anything for that matter. And uh, as happens to most people, when we pursue a life that's apart from God, that's pursuing the world, it gets heavy. Yeah. And uh, it gets hard. And our marriage uh, was not doing well. We were um, making plenty of money, lots of money. And um, the relationships in my life were, Mm. uh, were really falling apart, to be honest. And, um, and the more we pursued it, the worse it got. And um, But what was underneath that was a belief that I wasn't worthy of love mm. um, from really anybody in my life, including myself, much less a God who I had walked away from a number of years earlier. Yeah. So, um, so that's what was going on. Okay. And, uh, and then of all things, I got invited to go to a silent retreat. Okay. So I am, I'm trying to hide from God because <laughs> I'm not good enough for him. Yeah. And I get invited by a dear friend to go to a silent retreat. I didn't even know what a silent retreat was. What's I had a no idea. <laughs> what is a silent retreat? And I figured, you know, I can, and I, I think people listening to this can relate to this. It was like, well, I can go on a retreat out of respect for my friend and I can kind of fake it. I can hang in there. I've done a lot of church services um, yeah. without really opening up to God. And I said, I can get through the weekend. And so we, we, I go on this silent retreat. It's a four day. Mm. And it took about five minutes to realize what a silent retreat was, which was being alone with God Mm. with, you know, no, no sermons, no preaching, no anything, no teaching, just being alone with God. And what happened in those, yeah, uh, four days, um, I was undone yeah. by the love of God. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't know any better, Todd, mm-hmm. but I began to hear from him, from a father who was madly in love with me. Hmm. And regardless of my unworthiness, my belief of that, he loved me anyway. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, the, the song Love's Like a Hurricane yeah. that we all know and sing and it was it was real yeah it was wave after wave of these thoughts that kept pouring in about how much i was loved and i i was a wreck yeah i was undone by the love of a real and living father not a (laughs) not somebody out there up in the sky but i heard from him and i heard from him directly the yeah. love that he held for me, regardless of all the things I had done. Wow. And I just came away from that. And I said, I said, people <laughs> have to know this love. Yeah. Not in the way I experienced it, but to know this kind of love from our father, from him personally, directly. Yeah. And, uh, and so that moment, that weekend, it was back in 2002, that weekend changed 
everything. And it was almost a drop your nets type of an experience. And, mm. um, and so, so that's what we've been doing is just over the years, really not to be honest with you, we don't know what we're doing, but we know he knows. Yeah. And so we're just creating environments for people to meet him, to hear from him, to find his love, yeah. to experience his love. And, uh, it's been amazing. Amazing. Well, it has. And I know your, you know, God's ministry through you guys has impacted so many, but specifically Carrie and I, and that's why we're talking, um, he did the same, a similar thing to me. I won't say the same thing, but at that first retreat with you, I was in the car driving back up. I had done an interview with a friend, Matt Redman in Atlanta for a different worship um, thing I was working on. And just as I got back in the car that morning, it was pouring down rain. And you had talked about this idea of hearing from God. And I didn't, I don't know that I consciously said, okay, Lord, on the way in this car, I'm going to hear from you. That's that's my goal. That wasn't even, I didn't really think about that. I heard basically something impress upon my spirit to listen to this project by one of our worship circle men- mentors, Christy Knuckles, um, called Into the Glorious. And I hadn't heard it yet. And I was on the way in my car back up to this retreat, listening to this music. And uh, I just started weeping, like from song one, <laughs> like, then song two hit, and I'm like, bah, and I'm going, God, what is this, you know? And it wasn't like some, you know, James Earl Jones voice coming from the sky in my car at all, but there was something that he was doing, like surgery on my heart with these songs and with that stillness and just being alone with the windshield wipers going back and forth, and I'll never forget him just saying, Todd, I love you. Just that's enough. Just sit right here and let me love you the whole way back up to the mountains. And I had never experienced anything like that. And I'll never forget walking back into the retreat center. You and Reggie were there, and I was I was thinking, there. You guys were looking at me, and I had like tears in my eyes. Like, what's mm-hmm. going on? But the day before, you had talked about, you know, what are some ways that God can speak to each of us? You know, we go in the Bible, we look in the Old Testament, it's like he used a donkey, yeah. you know, and we all know and believe that he, you know, he uses scripture, and that's true. One of the things you said is sometimes God could use music. He could use the beauty of something he's created that is from him to move our heart and to get a hold of us and kind of soften our heart to be able to hear. And so I heard from him in a profound way, and that's why we're even <laughs> having this worship circle ministry it really started with what you're saying, that we want people to know that they're loved, that they can have a real relationship with God. What are some of the just typical hang-ups people have that keep us from, you know, we're talking about that you can have a type of intimate relationship with God where you could hear from Him. What are the things that keep us from doing that? I know for you, you said corporate America, yeah. chasing the American dream. But even for those listening in ministry, what are some of the things that we resurrect and say, I'm going to focus on this to the detriment of us experiencing the perfect love of our Heavenly Father? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the starting place is to maybe understand, you know, why, mm-hmm. you know, why does God even want to speak to us? And, you know, and I think this this desire of God for us to move from knowing about him to knowing him, you know, the, the Bible is what it, what it really is, is a, it's a love letter. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we often talk in um, Christian circles, we talk about being in a relationship with Jesus, being in a relationship with our Heavenly Father, and being in a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and we talk about it. But what does it mean? And for most of us, and for me for many years, it, it meant knowing about him. Hmm. And this whole notion of, of hearing from him, it's, it, it would be like trying to be in a relationship with somebody without ever being able to talk to them. And for most of us, most of us, our relationship is a one-way relationship, and it is talking at God yeah. or to God without really even the understanding, because we don't know. Mm-hmm. that he wants to talk back to us. He, mm-hmm. he is. I mean, he's the lover of our souls. He, he, we're his prized creation, and he wants us to hear from him. Mm-hmm. And, and for most of us, it's a few things. You know, it's either busyness. Um, yeah. it's, for many of us, it's like, well, I, I would love that, but I have no idea. How do you even yeah. go about that? Uh, for some of us, it's, it's like, well, if it's, if it's not specifically coming from the Word of God, then it can't, can't be God. And so it's an interpretation of God's Word through our own understanding, through our minds, mm. which can keep us from being open to, to hearing from Him. Uh, it can be worry and anxiousness, and, yeah. you know, busyness again. It can be shame and guilt. It can be uh, all of these things that mm. keep us from being open. And and people often say, well, how do you do it? And there are many practical ways to begin to open up to hear from God, which we read about throughout the entire Bible in all of the different ways that he cried out to his creation, his prized creation. For it's them in to, Scripture. It's, it's, yeah. And we could, we could spend our whole time yeah. <laughs> talking about what God's Word says about right. truly hearing from him and, and coming to know his love. But for many of us, it's just... We don't, we don't really know how, yeah. and nobody's ever even taught us how to do it. And the simplest starting place in all of it is to turn to him himself hmm. and say, and I've done this, I still do this, <laughs> Lord, I don't know how to do this. I, I don't know how to enter in a relationship with you. I don't, I don't know how to receive your love. I don't know how to do hmm. all of these things that you desire. I don't really know how, but I know. You do. Yeah. And will you show me? Yeah. Will you teach me? Yeah. I want to come to know you. I want to come to know I'm worthy. I want to come, I I just want to come to know you. Hmm. And that that prayer is one of the most powerful prayers any of us can ever pray in our lifetimes. To say, Lord, show me, show me how. Teach me, Lord. And it's much more than that, of course. Yeah. You know, and there are many practical ways that we can open up to, to hearing from the Lord. And there, there are some ways in which we need to do it to make sure that it truly is of God and, yeah. you know, not of ourselves or the enemy or however else it might come. Um, but we must, must not, we must not move away from the understanding of his, of his great love for us mm. and this desire to speak to our hearts and speak to us. <laughs> uh. I'm thinking a lot of things and just like, God, where do you want us to go with this? But my mind goes to, we do these worship circle retreats and you've been a part of each one of those with Eric Hill and Christy and now Kim. And we've got one coming up next fall with Jeremy and Meredith, but 
we have this time that you lead us in, it just always is amazing to me that you give us all space to get away just to sit with our Heavenly Father. And for some of us, we've been going so fast for so long, and we're kind of numb to the idea that of our maybe our first love of even where we were years ago because we're we're the the doers and this but this idea of being and having that that time alone but the the point I'm trying to make is when we come back in after that time it's to say it's miraculous is an understatement at the specific things that God says to each person that are just it, it, blow, it blows your mind that God is that intimately acquainted with each of us, knows what we need to hear from him. And you and I have experienced, I mean, you've experienced that with other ministry with men and other people, but it's crazy to think that the God of the universe knows each one of us so intimately that um, he says something specific to, to, to each of us. It's crazy. Yeah. His faithfulness, you know, it's, it's like Scripture says in Revelation, uh, Revelation 3, that he's knocking. Mm. And all he's asking is for us to open the door and that he will come in and dine with us. And, you know, Todd, we've been, since that time mm-hmm. that I was went to that silent retreat, we've been in environments all over, all over the world, where we have simply turned to him just like we have at Worship Circle. And Todd, every single time he has met his sons and daughters, mm. every time. His faithfulness, it's beyond words. And, and all he's saying is just turn to me. You know, even, even as we're here right now, we're talking, mm-hmm. and, you know, everybody's listening to this. He's knocking and he's saying, even in this, I know what's going on in your life. I know precisely. And I, my love is so great for you, so far beyond what you could ever imagine. Would you, would you please just turn to me <laughs> and ask? Just ask and then rest in it. Just listen. Most of us, you know, like mm-hmm. we'll ask and then we don't, we don't even create a space or a little window of time for him to speak. And, you know, that's all we're doing at, at the worship circle retreats, we're just creating space for our our Lord to come in, and that it's okay to rest. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to be filled by His words. And when He when He speaks to us, and you know, you've experienced this so many times. It's we can have somebody tell us that God loves us. We can we can have family and friends in our church tell us how adored we are and cherished we are by the Lord. And and yet when He does it. We're done. Mm-hmm. When it comes from the Lord our God through the Holy Spirit, and when He speaks His love over us, we're done. Because His <laughs> Word doesn't come back void. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. I think sometimes we're scared. We're scared that if we stop, we don't know what will happen, we'll lose control. Or we believe things maybe about Him that He's not, you know. But even when you mention this, hey, let's go to a silent retreat, for me, there's that thing. It's going, that sounds boring. Or 
Or think of all the things I could be doing doing that for my job or for my whatever, for the kingdom I'm building, that I would be missing out on or that would be wasted time. It's not like that, right? No, it's not, <laughs> it's not like that. You know, a lot of people, I mean, one of the other things that happens uh, to many people, and we run into this quite mm-hmm. a bit, is that they're afraid to get still with God because they're afraid of what he's going to say, you know, and it could be anything from there's something wrong with me to he's going to ask me to do something that I don't want to do, you know, yeah. go to Africa, what, you yeah. know, whatever, right? <laughs> and it's just not true. Mm-hmm. What he has for us, mm-hmm. the life that he has for us, you're experiencing this right now. Yeah. You've never been more alive, yeah. God. Yeah. And, and, what he has for us is so beyond what we could ever imagine. <laughs> and and so, you know, any of the things that keep us, you know, thinking that, that you know, that it's not going to be an extraordinary experience or, you know, we're chasing whatever it is that we're chasing. It's like it pales. It pales in comparison to one whisper from God. And that we, it's not a... It's a daily thing. It's not like a once a month. It's, you know, imagine, imagine, you know, for all of us that each morning we would just start with five or 10 minutes just resting in the arms of our Father. It's mm-hmm. like, Lord, would you just show me what I mean to you today as I start this day? Hmm. Or even before we, we, we go, you know, into a, um, when we go into leading worship. Imagine, imagine as you're preparing and praying and just like, Lord, would you, would you just hold me for a moment? Mm-hmm. I, I need before I, I um, stand before your sons and your daughters, your children in leading worship, I need to know your love. Would you just in this moment, would you whisper to me or would you hold me? Or I just, I want to, I want to worship out of knowing that I'm loved by you. And he'll do it. It's simple. It's not complicated. It's yeah. not. It's just, will we turn our hearts to his and just say, Lord, show me. When we're talking about this, I'm thinking about you're listening in your car or you're walking or exercising, listening to this podcast. And I think we think, you know, if we get the song right, if we pick the right song, and those things are important. If people think we did a good job, if our bosses think we did a good job, you know, if we're if our job description is being accomplished, all that's important. But what would it be like if all that came from a place like of what you're talking about, which is intimacy, true intimacy with our Heavenly Father? And I know for me, just talking to worship leaders, we can so easily focus on the output and the, the thing we're doing. Again, back to that doing thing. And I remember the first worship circle retreat, I was with the Lord and he said this, and you've heard this before, but you can't do until you be. Hmm. And how many of us listening right now are, we've been so focused on being because we got to keep the standard up or keep the thing up. And the Lord just going, what would your, what would my ministry through you look like if you just let go (laughs) and just created some space in your schedule to take a deep breath and sit with me and let me love you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Like, what would that, what What could I do if you would just, 
turn it over to me and let me love you. Even I love this idea, but it's true. We focus on God. We want to minister to the people. We want to want the people to think we did a great job. And we really want to help these people today. But you would say this too. There's nothing that we have to give that's going to help them any more than being in that restful place of being loved by God. Because something happens in our spirit that then he exports that's not a striving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, you know, I can, um, there are many stories around this, but whenever, you know, I, I get invited to be a, a part of a group of people, when you know, getting in front of groups of people, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I always ask the Lord, I, I say, Lord, what is it that you want for them? What is your heart for them? And his response is always the same, Todd. And this has been going on for years. And it's, uh, I want to fill you, Larry, with my love for them. Wow. And he is the same thing. And I forget. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, But what he's been teaching me is to come to him to be filled with him for whatever he's asking me or inviting me uh, to be a part of as a part of his greater work in the kingdom. And that we all can do that. You know, it's like, Lord, what would you have for me? And you know, this thing that you brought up, it just, we're human. And so whenever, whenever we're in front of groups of people, we're, our humanness wants to be accepted by those people. And I can remember one time I was dealing, you know, with the fear of all of that. It's a fear of man is what it really is. And it's the desire and the need to be accepted, but we're searching for it from man instead of from God, which is what you were talking about. And I can, I'll never forget this, Todd. He said to me, he said, Larry, I was just in a time of prayer, came as a thought. He said, Larry, when you know you're important to me, you no longer have to be important to man. <laughs> and it went right in. Yeah. And so, so a part of this mm. is a freedom. Mm. It's a freedom from what man thinks into a knowing that you're loved wow. and important by God. And in that, the power of the Lord can come through us. And it looks different for each of us, of course. But but we need to get freed up from what does man <laughs> think to a knowing in our hearts. Only God can do it, that we're adored by him. Yeah. And then we're free. Uh. We're free. And then he he can come through us in ways and people can see who he really is through our lives. Yeah. Not who man makes him out to be, but who he really is. And it's extraordinary. It's the joy of the Lord, Todd. You know this place. I'm just thinking about years that I spent not competing, but caring so much about feedback, you know, from from men. How'd you do? They did better. Their songs are better. How's your songs? That whole thing that we all yeah. deal with. Yeah. And everybody deals with that. For some, it's in business and you know, it's sales reports and trying to measure up, but you're so right, Larry, because in, in my crushing and just what God did to say I love you, and it's crazy that you said um, what he said to you is that I love you and that um, he gives you that love for other people, because the first time we met, we ever met in this building we're in right now, and it's crazy, guys, we were sitting in this back room, and Larry said, if you ask God what he wants these worship leaders to know. And it was the exact same thing he told you and tells you every time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when 
I said it with tears in my eyes because it was emotional. It's like he said, I love you, and I want you to let all these worship leaders know that I love them. Mm. And I was like, tears in my eyes, and you're, you go, that's it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you're a scientist listening or you need empirical evidence and stuff done in a lab, but God does that. He like does. He's telling us the same thing that is his heart. And for those listening, we would invite, Larry and I would both just invite you to, to now ask God that you know question, what would you have me know yeah. about what you think about me and who I am? Yeah. And just sit and rest in it. Yeah. It may come in a second, it may come in a week, but he'll take you on a journey. Ooh, and that's yeah. good. Any I know that for all of us we, we need to be reading. This is just kind of a, a thought I have, but are there any books in your journey with the Lord, you know, that have been maybe a top couple that come to mind that you would recommend for us listening that have helped shape you or encourage you and what God's doing in your ministry? Yeah, there are, there are a few and you know how, um, people make book recommendations. <laughs> I'm sometimes a little bit hesitant because yeah. my first question always when I'm talking to somebody about what might be meaningful is, you know, where are you at with the Lord and what's on your heart and yeah. what, um, because, you know, it's one thing for a, um, for man to recommend books to man or woman to woman. Yeah. It's another thing when the Lord puts a book yeah. uh, on your heart to, mm-hmm. to read. Um, so, you know, first thing is like, Lord, put in front of me the books that you know are most important yeah. because he knows better than, than we would know. Right. A couple of books that have had a major impact on me. Uh, one is um, uh, Henry Nouwen's okay. Return of the Prodigal Son. Right. And it is a, beautifully anointed mm-hmm. uh, book written about the the love of the father based on the, the story of the prodigal son. So mm-hmm. I, would, I would highly recommend that. Um, Henry Nowen is, it was just, it's beautifully written. Uh, yeah. A book that's had, you know, Bible, of course, is first and foremost, but a book that's also had a great impact on me is God Calling um, by Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, that book inspired Jesus Calling. And the reason that book has been, I've been reading it, literally every day for 10 years it's it is just wow. it speaks life it's it's to me it's um it it uh it, it it's about a relationship mm. you know it's jesus speaking to these two anonymous women back in the early 1900s and it's it really has helped me understand the very heart of jesus yeah. in a personal way and so that's been a big book yeah there are very practical books on hearing God. Yeah. You know, we've talked about these. Dallas Willard has a book called Hearing God, and mm-hmm. Peter Lord has a book called Hearing God. And they're both, um, Peter Lord's book is very practical and mm-hmm. very scripturally grounded and is a great, great book mm-hmm. um, to, to learn about some of the, going a little bit further on, you know, so, okay, this is all great, but how, yeah. you know, how do we do it? And those are those are really good books to help you practically step into some of the things that we're talking about. Yeah. So those are a few. I want to have you pray us out and pray for the leaders listening. But just to thank you as a friend and brother mm. for walking with me and caring. This journey with Jesus is real. Your Heavenly Father's love is real. And he is so crazy about you. And the places he will take you, the seasons he'll stay with you through, that maybe you're even in one right now where you're thinking, I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this and why is God allowing this? 
but Larry and I have walked together, and his wife Jody and Carrie and I, we've seen God never leave us. He's always with us. His love is always perfect, always there. And he will give you friends in the journey that uh, make life so much richer. But I love that that verse God's given me. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And God's plan for you as you listen today is definitely full of hope and his love and to give you a future. But I want to thank you just for being a friend, a brother, an encourager, and just a mentor, you and Jody, to carry me. We love y'all. We're going to be out in, I told Larry, we're going to be out in uh, San Francisco, living out there, serving an epic church, and we're going to bring the West Coast <laughs> party to the Worship Circle crew mm-hmm. with Jeremy and Kim and everybody. But would you mind praying it for the leaders listening, just God's heart for them, and just as we go out? Yeah, I would love to. Okay. And I, I, before I do that, though, I yeah. love you, brother. Love you. And love Carrie and... Um, just so grateful to God for what he's doing in your lives. And um, many of the people listening to this have have been touched um, by your faithfulness and your obedience to him. And mm. um, it's been amazing to witness. And so um, we love you guys. And um, Thank you. And for everybody listening, I, I just, um, you um, are his worshipers. You're so important to the kingdom of God. You're so important. And so, Father, um, um, Jesus, Holy Spirit, Lord, um, would you would you awaken our hearts to your love? Would you open our eyes, open our ears to a greater understanding of who you really are? Each and every one of us just listening right now, Lord, Speak to us. Show us who you really are, Lord. Show us what we really mean to you, as only you can, Father. Take us into a real relationship, a living relationship with you. And from that place, just what will come out literally are streams of living water. It will flow out of us. You will flow out of us, Lord. And then your people, many who have no idea who you are, who are lost, who are hurting, who are hopeless, will be touched. Will be touched by you through through your worshipers, Lord. Those that cry out that you would be known. Hmm. Father, we just ask... um, that you would touch each and every person listening to this, that even in this moment, Lord, they would they would just be present with you, that they, that they would know that you are with them. And Lord, that whatever you would want for them, that even in this very moment, you would reveal that, that how important each and every person is, that they would just know it in their hearts right now, that you through the Holy Spirit, would touch them, Lord. Mm. And that you would give them the eyes to see as you see, and the heart to feel and to hold compassion for those that they serve with, Lord. That you would do that work, Lord. 
And in all of that, that you would become known. You would become known. We thank you for the lives that you've given them. We, we pray for encouragement. We pray for great hope. Mm-hmm. That they would know your love. And Jesus, we pray this in the power, and the majesty, and the beauty of your name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. And we want you to remember that as you lead, we stand with you. There are thousands in the kingdom united with you to bring the message of hope in Christ as you lead week after week. We'll see you next time.